what are some things that everyone should implement into their life in a transition period, in a breakup period, in a self-growth discovery period? Hello, friends. Welcome back to Third Times Me. I am really excited for today's episode because it was actually inspired by a conversation that I had a few weeks ago with someone out in the real world. I was having coffee with someone and we were talking about her life and she's currently in the process of rebuilding her life after quite a traumatic experience with a toxic ex-lover. It's actually someone that was uh, used to be her boss and then turned into an ex-lover. So quite a crazy situation and story that she was opening up and sharing with me. And as we were going through this conversation and she was sharing her story with me, we got to chatting about the breakup process and how crucial it is to really take care of yourself during that transition when you get out of a relationship and then you're rebuilding your life. And she asked me what I did in my last breakup from four years ago to really set myself up for success to get to where I am now. And it got me thinking that, you know, There's really no manual out there on how to break up and how to do it well. You know, everyone's grieving process looks different. Everyone's personal circumstances and the way that they transition into singlehood will look different. And, you know, even just relationships in general, like everyone's untangling and um, separation between those two people, that looks so different. Like for some, it can be really amicable and respectful. And for others, it can be incredibly traumatic and can, you know, force you to really reevaluate your social circle. Maybe you lost a lot of friends in the process. Maybe you lost a bit of yourself in that relationship and you're trying to transition into this new chapter and want to feel good about it. And there's not a lot of conversation about like how to go about that in a really smooth, supportive way for yourself. And for those of you that have been following along with the show, Third Times Me is really all about self-growth and prioritizing your happiness and your healing journey once you've gotten out of toxic relationships. And you want to make sure that you prioritize reflecting on those unhealthy relationships in the past and making sure that you're not repeating those cycles. So that's what inspired me today to put together somewhat of a recommendations list and a soft manual on things that I highly recommend everyone should prioritize in a breakup transition. So I took some time to think through my past relationships over the course of my 20s. I'm now in my early 30s. And I really spent some time thinking through what I've done in the past that worked really well for me to recover after a breakup. And what I did in the past that, frankly, did quite the opposite and kept me in the repeat of bad habits and things that just did not serve me well. And so I've compiled a list of all these different things, and then I thought through, okay, what are some things that everyone should implement into their life in a transition period, in a breakup period, in a self-growth discovery period? And I came up with three things that I strongly believe everyone should explore and really put some time into during this really precious transition time. Number one, My absolute number one recommendation, and I will literally scream this at the mountaintops across the world. I say this to everyone. I cannot tell you how many times I've made this recommendation in conversations I've had with people all over the world. My number one recommendation is solo travel. 
And there's three main reasons that I highly recommend solo travel to everyone and anyone, regardless of your circumstances. You learn to enjoy your own company. You learn more about what you really like. And maybe the most important thing, you learn to trust yourself. When I went through my last breakup four years ago, one of the things that I did was I spontaneously took a trip to Mexico by myself. I was living in Austin, Texas at the time, and there were super quick and accessible flights from Austin, Texas to Cancun, Mexico. And so I decided to take a two-week trip and travel all around the Yucatan Peninsula. I'm pretty well-traveled, so I had done a lot of research ahead of time and had picked out a few places that I wanted to visit and kind of had roadmapped out a soft plan for my trip. I had pre-booked some of my lodging and then I allowed myself some flexibility and kind of gave myself some days where I didn't have concrete plans so that I could kind of just go with the flow because my hope for myself was that I would meet other travelers, meet locals, and have the freedom and flexibility to try new things and have some new experiences. And that's exactly what happened. I definitely manifested without knowing at the time, I definitely manifested that experience for myself because It was, I kid you not, one of the most important parts of my healing process after getting out of my relationship with my ex, which was a crazy, narcissistic, incredibly emotionally abusive relationship. This was crucial, guys. I cannot tell you how important this was. And I know that solo travel can be a little bit of a controversial topic for some people, um, you know, especially people that maybe haven't been out of the country before and they're a little bit nervous to do so. Ladies, I know that traveling solo as a woman can have its own fears, which naturally, of course, being a woman myself, I definitely understand that. But going back to the reasons that I said that solo travel is so important and what you get out of it, you really learn to enjoy your own company. I cannot tell you how important it is to really get comfortable with being alone and really get comfortable with your own company. Going out to dinner by yourself, going to get drinks by yourself, going on a walk by yourself, exploring a new town by yourself, not always having to have stimulation by the company of other people or by your phone and social media, on a date, people around you. Like there's just something really healing and really empowering about being able to navigate and move through the world and not needing to rely on other people's company. Now, this is not to say that there is so much joy and fun that comes with traveling with other people and, of course, dining and going out and having these experiences with people that you love and your friends and family. Like, of course, I'm all for that. But I really highly encourage everyone to start to explore and kind of dip your toes into this. And maybe if you're not in a place where you're ready to take a trip by yourself, I would just recommend taking yourself out on a date, whether that's maybe to a museum, maybe to the movies, maybe there's a really cool new restaurant in town and you haven't had a chance to go yet, make a reservation, book a reservation for one. One of my recommendations I make for people that are uncomfortable dining out by themselves is sit at the bar. There's something a little bit more comfortable about sitting at the bar and dining out by yourself because you have the bartender there that you can kind of chit chat with here and there. And you're not just like staring off to other tables that usually are filled with multiple people. So there's something a little bit more independent and comfortable about dining out by yourself at the bar. You learn more about what you really like. And this comes down to when you travel solo, you don't have anyone else's itinerary 
or preferences to accommodate. It's really up to you. So when I was planning this two-week trip all around the Yucatan Peninsula, so I flew into Cancun and then I spent a few days in Isla Mujeres, which is a little island that's off the coast of Cancun. I went down into Playa del Carmen, spent a significant amount of time in Tulum. Like there is just something so incredibly helpful in the process of self-exploration when you have no one else's preferences to accommodate. And so everything that I did on those two weeks was because I myself wanted to do it and no one else. There was no one else to tell me where I wanted to go to eat, what time we woke up, what we did for that day, if we went on an adventure trip or if we relaxed and laid by the beach, if we drank that day, if we went out dancing that night, how late we stayed out. Like there was no one else to manage my trip but me. And that was so incredibly powerful because I was in a stage of really needing to learn about myself and get back into a healthy, loving relationship with who I was. And so this was crucial and I highly recommend it. The last little call out about solo travel is that you really learn to trust yourself. I tell you guys, like, I like to think that I have a pretty good connection to my gut and my instincts, but traveling solo, especially as a woman, has really given me this instinctual power that I am so much more in tune with now. And, you know, this is, of course, I'm talking about like safety precautions and measures. But outside of that, it's just learning to to trust yourself that you can handle situations, that you can navigate yourself through the world. And this doesn't even need to be an international trip. Like my first solo trip that I took was when I was in my earlier 20s and I went out to New York City. I had a work trip in Boston and I like worked in a little fun weekend trip into New York City by myself. And I just love New York City. And so I spent three days in New York City and had no one there to hang out with, just did my own thing, went to the parks, went to museums, took myself out to eat. And it's just incredibly empowering to have that relationship with yourself and have that history and have those memories where you've had these experiences where you navigated public transportation, you figured out your way to the hotel, you booked all the accommodations yourself, you figured out how to, you know, get yourself around a new city you maybe made new friends and like met new people and went out and had a good time and had some new adventures and all of it coming back to like this wonderful experience and memory and all of that was as a result of you taking the leap and doing something by yourself so it's a really great way to just build a healthier relationship with yourself on this topic of solo travel I actually pulled my Instagram followers and wanted to get some information from them on how many of them had solo travel before and kind of get an understanding of what maybe was keeping them from traveling by themselves. So my first question was, have you ever been on a solo trip? And 28% of you said, no, you had not, but 72% of you had. So I was super impressed by that number because I feel like I've met quite a few people out there that have not taken a solo trip. And when I say solo trip, I'm not referring to work travel where you have like a professional itinerary. I'm talking about a vacation, a weekend away just for fun, where you're really making the decisions on what you're going to be doing by yourself. So 28% of you said, no, you had not. I then followed up with a question of, if you answered no to the previous question, then please share why, what's stopping you from traveling solo? 22% of you said that it's because you're scared or uncomfortable to do so. 56% of you said it seems boring to travel alone. And then a few of you responded and said, I wouldn't know what to do or where to go or I just don't see the point. But the majority of you guys were either concerned for safety or majority of you felt like it was maybe a boring thing to travel by yourself. In response to the it seems boring to travel alone, 
you know, I will say again, like there's so much fun and so much bonding and memory building that comes with traveling with people that you love. I'm not at all saying that that is not something I'm a fan of. I've done extensive travel with people that I love and it's super fun to have those memories and share those memories with someone. But again, this goes back to getting comfortable with your own company. And so this is something that I highly recommend people explore if you either A, have not done it before, because even if you're in a relationship now, or even if you're, you know, have plenty of people to travel with now, there's still no reason that you can't do a little weekender or do like a night away somewhere by yourself. So if you haven't, I encourage you to consider doing that for yourself as a little self-love thing for 2024. Um, or if you're newly single and you're looking for some ways to encourage your healing journey and self-discovery, then I highly recommend this. Okay, moving on to number two. So my number two recommendation for going through a breakup and taking care of yourself is to protect this single time. There is no magic number of days or months that you need to stick to on this, and I do understand that you can never plan for when you meet someone wonderful, right, that you maybe will just want to get to know better, but here's the pulse test that I encourage you to ask yourself. If you're in a place right now where a listener there, you on the other end, is wondering if you've had enough time to yourself or maybe you've been in relationship after relationship and you're recently single and you just maybe met someone out in the wild or you're on the dating apps and someone's piqued your interest and you're kind of wondering if you want to engage with this person and get involved with someone and you're wondering if it's too soon. Here's what I encourage you to ask yourself right now. Number one, do I have a good understanding of what makes me happy and fulfilled? If your answer is no, maybe, not sure, you need some more time. Question number two, am I content and fulfilled with my own company? If you're not a hell yes, then you're not ready and you need more time alone. It's such a beautiful time to be able to explore yourself deeply and get a real understanding on your values and morals and what you want out of life without the influence of other people. So really make sure you protect that time. Just to give a little bit of example of this. So when I graduated high school, I started seeing someone the summer before I went off to college and this turned into a three-year relationship with this person. So I went from, you know, growing up, being under my parents' roof my entire childhood, and then here I go, 18-year-old Kristen, off to college in a committed, serious, monogamous relationship at the age of 18. And I was with that person for a majority of my college years. And I don't like to say that I live with regrets, but that is one thing that I would not encourage or recommend anyone to do because I didn't have any time or space to figure out myself, right? Like this is a really, really crucial time in most people's growth. The first time that you move out of your parents' house and you are off on your own, whether that's college or whether that's, you know, to a job, whatever you're doing, this is a really crucial time to figure out who you are as an individual outside of the family dynamics and the unit that you grew up in. And for me, transitioning from living in my parents' house to then dating this person who was incredibly unhealthy and really controlling and really jealous and just really unstable and a lot of things. But regardless of that, like, it was just not a wise idea for me because you're just naturally going to be influenced and not know who you are yet. And I think it's super important to have just a little bit of time, especially in those first early years, you know, 18 to 22. It's just so important and crucial to have a little bit of protection for yourself as you're figuring out who you are. 
My third recommendation and guideline for breaking up is find your passions and your people and invest yourself into developing those relationships deeply. If you're adjusting to this new life after a breakup and are feeling a loss of identity, confused about what hobbies in life truly make you happy, and these aren't just hobbies that you've picked up from other people along the way, like partners in your past, but like what are actually things that you enjoy? And I'm not saying that it's bad to like be introduced to things by other people in your life and then take a liking to them. That's not what I'm saying. But if you only engaged in something, right, because it was like something that your boyfriend or girlfriend was interested in, like for example, I've dated people that were obsessed with football and I would really try to get into it because I just really wanted to be that girlfriend that was super cool, that loved football and was like really into it. I did a fantasy football league one year with my boyfriend and all of his friends because I just so badly wanted to like figure out a way to get to know the game and understand it better so that I could enjoy this thing that was so consuming of my partner's time for half of the year. And I really, really tried. I really tried. And like there's to an extent that I can enjoy football. But if I'm being real, guys, like since I've left that person and now you know, I was single and now I'm dating someone that doesn't really follow sports. Like, I don't fucking watch a minute of football unless I'm at a bar or at someone's like Super Bowl party where it just happens to be on, but it's not something that I seek out alone. So just an example of like figuring out what you really enjoy, or maybe you're just reassessing your friendships and what kind of people you want to have in your life and surround yourself with, then this is the prime time, the opportune time to do this work, guys. So find your passions and your people and invest yourself into those things. I've had a couple moments like this in my life where I had this time to start to develop my own community. One of those times was when I had a short stint of single time in Arizona between two relationships, and that's really the time that I did some groundwork to build some friendships that I still have to this day that are lifetime friends. And then I would say that I didn't really have that time again until I moved to Portland. Moving to Portland was a whole new fresh start for me. I had no romantic partners here. I was in a huge transition transitionary period of my life. And it's just really interesting to look back on the times that I have blossomed, little spurts where I've kind of blossomed and have had these really nice moments of growth of figuring out who I am. And moving to Portland was absolutely like the highlight of that because I was throwing myself into a new city, had to completely rebuild my social group, was trying to make new friends, and was finding ways to invest into my own passions, one of them being this podcast that I started two years ago. This was so crucial. And I'm telling you, if you are at all looking for your people, looking for your community, feeling lost, if you just do the work to figure out what interests you and genuinely interests you and what your passions are, you will blossom and you will attract people naturally through your energy because as you're moving through the world and talking about the things that you like and talking about your passions that's come so naturally to you, you will just draw those people like magnets to you. And that's exactly what happened for me here in Portland. I started to attract this type of person, a creative artistic person, which I am in love with creative people musicians, artists. I've always been like a fan of them, but I've not really had a lot of them in my community in past years. And it's so interesting to look and see that like since I've moved to Portland, a majority of my friend group, like 90% of the people in Portland that have been attracted to me and I have been attracted to them and are now in my core friend group are either artists or musicians. 
And that has a lot to do with the fact that I am in touch with that side of myself now, and I just wasn't in a place to explore my creative artistic side prior to having this time. All right, guys, just to recap today's episode, my guidelines for breaking up, here are my top three recommendations for things to focus on. Number one, solo travel. Number two, protecting your single time. And number three, find your passions and find your people and invest yourself deeply into them. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. I would super appreciate it if you would share this episode with anyone else that you think might find this super helpful. And if you haven't done so already, please make sure you leave me a rating on wherever you listen to the show. And if you are not following me yet, then you should be. So please find me on Instagram and TikTok at Chris Zervis, K-R-I-S-Z-E-R-V-A-S. My website is www.thirdtimesme.com. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I look forward to chatting with you guys soon. Thank you.